Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Last week, we spoke to the Central Bank of Ireland about its new individual accountability framework, which will place far more personal responsibility on company directors for potential wrongdoing within their businesses. The new rules, which commence at the end of December this year, stem from the fact that very few people went to jail after the financial crisis, which drove the rest of the country to the brink of financial ruin. To discuss these new rules, I'm joined by Patricia Callan, the Chief Executive of Financial Services Ireland, and David Nocton from the law firm LK Shields. Good morning to you both. Good morning. morning. Patricia, can I start with you? Can you remind us about this framework and what it entails? Well, the individual accountability framework is uh, the con- concept, as you've outlined, is to hold senior uh, office holders to account. It will have implications for everybody within the firm that's uh, a PCF or CF. So A PCF? Uh, pr- 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 uh, pre-approved control function. Uh, yes, too early, early too early in the morning. Apologies. Um, so, in the in in the first instance, the conduct standards, uh, according to the central bank, are very much just what you would expect to see in any business. They've mm. just written them up, as it were, and companies have to train people. So, I think a lot of that is going to be fairly straightforward to do in the context of we have, for example, an e-learning platform now through the IFS Skillnet, where companies can uh, put their put their uh, colleagues through that. Um, the, the bigger part of it is uh, the, the piece called SEER, which is the Senior Individual Accountability Framework. There's more time in that. So the first part has to be done by the end of this year. The next part is uh, into June of next year. Uh, last week, the uh, Central Bank did uh, come back, uh, having consulted with industry uh, and with the, the broader population in terms of, of what they were proposing. And they've made some changes to that, which are really welcome. So, for example, in the first instance, it's only going to be the executives, as in the, the employees that are going to actually be within uh, this this framework. The uh, independent non-executive directors and non-executive directors have an extra year. And that's really important just so that we can see how it settles and what implications it will have. Um, because obviously this is an, uh, ultimately about the people doing these jobs. They're going to be held. So uh, from an implementation perspective, whilst it may look fine to get your policies and your procedures in place, you have to have individual conversations with everyone that's going to be affected by mm-hmm. this. You have to get them to agree their statement of responsibility. Is this yeah. hundreds of people that will be affected or thousands? Oh, well, ultimately thousands, but uh, in the first instance, there's uh, um, about 200 firms that will be caught within the regime and then it's expected it will spread out beyond that. Mm. Uh, but yes, no, in, in terms of the broader system, there are thousands of people both in Ireland, but also abroad, because one of the features is that it also, uh, if, if they have a, a role within an, an entity regulated here, even if they're in a foreign jurisdiction. So you have to explain to them. And for example, in Europe, you have to go through European Works Councils in order to allow you to train your employees. Which are very popular in Germany. Yes. So you have to do all of that before you can even tell them that they need to abide by these rules in this other jurisdiction. So there's a lot of really practical things that companies are working through as well as the the, the big news items. David Nocton from uh, the law firm LK Shields. Can I bring you in? Some of the rules uh, in this framework are a bit esoteric and difficult to pinpoint, put it that way. Um, Honesty and integrity, behaving with due skill, care and diligence. That's not really a maths formula that you can easily answer. Um, That's it. And the reality is that there is a test to apply when considering those conduct standards. And it is, are you taking reasonable steps Mm. uh, to abide by the conduct standards? Which can be quite subjective in the eyes of the regulator. It can, but now it's interesting that the Central Bank of Ireland has issued detailed guidance on the steps to be taken to get to a position where you can conclude you've taken reasonable steps in regard to a particular conduct standard. Give us an example of of those steps that the Central Bank have set out. I mean, what sort of, you know, 
things do you need to tick off before you can show I really did take due care on this? Yeah, I mean, I, let's take an example of IT. IT in a financial services firm that's been outsourced to a third party. Mm. So it's really around the discussions with the outsourced service provider of IT. It's making sure you understand the contracts, understand the service delivery, understand the people that are responsible in that service provider. If you're taking all those factors into account, it, it is likely that you'd be deemed to be taking reasonable steps to understand where your IT is outsourced to mm-hmm. and this, the related service delivery. Okay, so you, you think it, it is doable rather than the esotericness, that esotericity that uh, I was worried about. Patricia, it, it is only aimed at financial services people, isn't it? There's, there's no yes. other sectors. Yeah. yeah. Um, this, these rules are quite distinct from the clawback rules that we that were introduced in the aftermath of the financial crisis. We saw Alison Rose from NatWest being subjected to the clawback rules only last week. No, I, th- I like. I think in t- in 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 the the regime as envisaged, everyone is fully agrees that it will be a good thing. Ultimately, uh, it will make the industry better. But obviously, some countries have introduced it, but some a lot of countries have not. So there is an education piece, for example, for global firms in terms of how it's going to work in operation. Mm. Um, but I do think that uh, you know, it, you know, going back to your previous question. If this does work really well in our sector, I'd love to see it extend to other sectors. The idea that uh, and that that equalises the playing field for us as well, because obviously in a war for talent, the, it is more onerous now, for example, to join the board of a financial services firm. You're going might to be, be for more an accountable. IT company than a tech and, company, and, for example. And uh, particularly when you're trying to hit gender quotas, for example, yeah. are you not going to choose the easier option? And we need to keep attracting people from outside the, the sector. But if it, uh, like I think the central bank and, and Derville on your show last week was very strong and, and has been at a lot of events that we've run about saying, look, we're going to be proportionate and we're going to uh, not basically try and uh, envisage things retrospectively. And we're going to actually uh, make sure that in the moment we're trying to assess things as to how things have, have evolved. And that's really important because, again, I think we can all look back in hindsight and go, well, you know, we should have known this. But so long mm-hmm. as you can show you went through a process uh, and you put some thought into this and you asked the right questions, I think, you know, uh, but ultimately we'll have to wait for the case law. I think that's always uh, the problem with these regulations. Uh, and, and David will have a, some thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Stay with us, both of you, please, uh, Patricia and David. We'll take a quick break and come back with this in a moment. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Our discussion about the brand new individual accountability framework, which will place a large personal responsibility on senior company directors and owners in the event of something unscrupulous emerging in the financial services sector. With me is Patricia Callan, the Chief Executive of Financial Services Ireland and David Nocton from LK Shields. David, can I ask you, is there not a risk that some senior people out there will now think twice or a third time before they take up senior roles in financial services as a result of this new framework? Um, I think the reality in speaking to people in the market, and that's my job to, to understand what the market is thinking, um, people are pressing pause on certain roles. Uh, it's a, a factor of the unknown. This is a new framework. It hasn't been fully implemented yet, but the rules are there and they are going to be implemented and enforced in the future. So my sense is that certain professionals are taking a pause and thinking about what are the mitigants. And um, the reality is, is that Ultimately, there are Michigans there. If you embed this framework well into the culture of a firm, mm. it's likely there'll be less serious issues arising in your firm. Less risk taking? 
potentially, uh, and as a result, less enforcement action. There's also protections you can think about for your, your team. For example, speaking to your insurance broker is probably a good idea to extend T&O insurance cover to fund the cost of defending an enforcement action. And will the insurance companies provide that extra cover? Yes, that is happening in the market at the moment, Joe. Okay. Uh, so there is that mitigant as well. So I think whilst there might be a, a pause being uh, taken at the moment in terms of taking on these types of roles. When you look at the Michigans, and also you compare the regime with the UK, mm-hmm. where there has been a handful of successful enforcement actions, I think in the round um, that this framework is doable for business um, once they understand the, how to, to manage the risk. Um, Patricia Callan, uh, do you think this could have a chilling impact? You made reference to the fact that we're trying to get mm. a lot more women into senior roles. Could it have a chilling effect on that? It's not even so much chilling as just people have choices and people quite often then might Both choose. Both with their feet. Exactly. But I think I'm also concerned about it in the context of, of investment just globally generally, because what I have certainly noticed is that despite the fact we've known it's coming for a long time mm. and people have been messaging into the, the global construct about it, it's only when things really is arrive. Is that a fancy way of saying whinging? Well, no, they, they, <laughs> they, uh, people are, are now having to really explain what's going on in Ireland that mm-hmm. people do not see in other marketplaces. So then when it comes to future fine, you know, decisions as to where to invest, again, mm. if it's seen to be working well, just like our, our the central bank does a great job regulating here, people do like to be in well-regulated and well-regarded jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. But again, at the same time, then if you've got a lot more costs, because implementing anything like this is a lot of cost. Yeah then people might also choose to, to put that investment elsewhere if they're going to be caught. So I think, you know, again, in all of these discussions, there's going to be the positives and the negatives and it's how we implement it and how we're seen to do that in practice. That's really important. Uh, and of course, you already alluded to this before the break, how this is for financial services only. It would be nice uh, if it was for all sectors, I'm guessing you're saying. Well, again, it would equalise the, the playing field. But I, I think, you know, in, in business in general, obviously, we're very conscious about raising standards in all sectors. And there are different professions who have different rules and regulations around what they can and can't do. But it is by far the, the most, I guess, severe thing that's there for individuals because, you know, obviously they, they can be fined uh, on top of, of losing their role. So, uh, but that's because we have a key role in the financial system and mm-hmm. the financial system is obviously critical to the rest of the economy. And, so, and I think people respect that. And do you think that perhaps it's taken 13 years to introduce this? It's taken a while and it could have been introduced in the immediate aftermath of the crisis? Well, I think uh, the legislation was only just published this year, so it's been very quick in terms of... Why was it only published this year? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, The Centre Bank has certainly moved very fast on it. And and in actual fact, I think it is going to be a big challenge for us to actually get all of the practical things. Uh, And again, we have HR forums and compliance professionals and networks working together trying to figure out, well, you know, again, within you you get a set of regulations and then you have to sort of decide, well, actually, what does that mean for industry and what are other people doing? Mm -hmm. And that's a really important role that we're serving at the moment. Uh, But it is, it's in terms of of actually just completing out all of the training and getting all the maps done and the statements of responsibility and all of that. Mm. It's no mean feat to get it done within the timelines they set out. Okay. David from LK Shields. Um, What about foreign-owned entities um, will the long arm of the Central Bank of Ireland reach to the likes of BVI or Cayman Islands if that's where the beneficial owners are? Uh, well, there are two aspects to look at there, Joe. One is in the context of the senior executive accountability regime. On day one, as Patricia mentioned, there's about 200 firms in scope. So they're credit institutions, insurance firms and MIFID firms. Incoming branches of non-Ireland categories of those institutions, i.e. credit institutions, insurance firms, 
and Mitford firms are in scope. Mm-hmm. You know, those branch managers in Ireland are in scope. Um, likewise, common conduct standards apply to controlled functions mm-hmm. and you don't need to be resident in Ireland to be a controlled function, a person that has some type of responsibility for the But business. they can't issue a warrant if you're based in the Cayman Islands or the Bahamas. Well, this is a non-judicial or criminal mm. uh, So they can't pursue power. them, let's be honest. Well, it is a power of a regulator. Um, so my sense is that typically when you look at it and a regulator is looking to speak to someone that's abroad, uh, mm-hmm. ha- that has a role with an Irish firm, uh, the reality is typically uh, there'll be a- an avenue there for a-, a successful enforcement action. Thank you very much, David. That's uh, David Nocton from the law firm LK Shields and Patricia Callan, the boss of Financial Services Ireland for this discussion. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.